lights, camera, action. What up, what up? Welcome back to another Haywires podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have London and Havana on the line today. How are you doing, Havana? I'm doing great. What about you, London? Yeah, pretty good. I'm looking at the weather right now. It's not doing the best, but we got a nice... Uh, I'd say intellectual topic to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually a nice weather to talk to. I mean, it's not that sunny, so we don't right. have to like right. really get drained. So grab your hot chocolate, grab something warm and just tune in. Uh, this topic is mainly related to business. Uh, whether you're looking to start a new business, whether you're just interested in general, I think this chat is really for you. Yeah. Um, and it all comes down to me and you, we connected over the fact that we both do the same degree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How, how are you finding your degree, man? Uh, so for those who don't know, I'm studying marketing mm-hmm. and it's actually quite fun because I think nowadays social media marketing is a- actually a big thing and it's like going forward. I think that's something which a lot of people are going to focus on if they have their own online businesses or something like that. So mm-hmm. knowing marketing online is has become one of the major things okay so that's what kind of uh pulled me towards studying marketing as well and not just that it's i think over all the other business units marketing was kind of my favorite because would you consider yourself more creative open-minded because i know some some of those uh business uh business uh, groups it's like finance it's more straight to the point you either get a wrong or right answer you know like finance and accounting Mm -hmm. economics i think with marketing and management you know the stuff that we do the theory Mm -hmm. um you can always reach an answer the answer could be absolute bullcrap yeah but as long as you justify yourself why you need to do those steps to get to that answer Mm -hmm. there's no wrong answer per se yeah so there's nothing which is like right or wrong it's just how you say it like how how you show it and like maybe something is wrong for you and it's right for me but like mm-hmm. the way i explain it it might seem right if, for sure man and yeah. how did you get into marketing ever since were you a kid that you found yourself wanting to do this or um because from what i understand your dad is has his own business right yeah so i did want to go into business ever since i was a kid okay because that's the environment which i grew up in as well mm-hmm. and i always wanted to do something of my own so when i came to uni i i, I didn't really focus on which part of business I'm gonna like work on but then like after doing all the core units marketing was the one which actually caught my eye yeah Yeah. okay and that's why I chose marketing and I'm actually glad I chose marketing because I'm kind of interested in that area right now Mm -hmm. what about you why did you choose marketing or management I mean my backstory is that um, I studied sports science in high school okay Uh, that was like one of my strongest units I was really into so i had like a massive transformation i was a big boy Mm -hmm. when i was a kid and then i transformed i started learning more about health and Mm -hmm. the foods you should eat different exercises and even the psychology of sport you know like uh, motivation why we want to do what we do so my plan was to become a physiotherapist and i was going to go to med school in england damn yeah i don't know if you know this but i was meant to go to med (laughs) school i didn't know this and uh, obviously med school and in england is super expensive Mm -hmm. So my dad gave me this option. He's like, sorry, um, you can either stay in Egypt and go to uni here, or I have a business starting up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Go study business over there and take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I took the opportunity to leave home because I had grown up in Egypt for six years and I wanted something new. Yeah. Many of my friends had left, moved on to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. And I guess 
I was very comfortable in Egypt. You know, I had my friends, I had my family, I had my yeah. car, and I wanted to grow out of my comfort zone because I had learned that in sports science, you can only grow in the gym if you're under pressure. And I felt that I could do that in my real life. So I decided to leave home, go to South Africa, study business, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. The connections, the lessons, the skills I've learned, it's just insane, man. Something you never learn from massaging legs, you know, <laughs> from physiotherapy. Yeah, I think that's true, actually. Uh, you only grow out of your comfort zones because, like, if you're always doing the same things, which you've, which you've obviously always been doing, mm -hmm. then you're just going to get the same results. Right. So, like, unless and until you don't change yourself, get out there and, like, do something different, then you can't grow yourself in that yeah, way. So for sure, man. I, I do agree with that point. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, so you started doing business in South Africa. You started learning business in South Africa. Were you always learning business so that you can get like a good job or like were, like were your dreams bigger than that? So my dream obviously was to do my own thing, you know, go into a whole different field of physiotherapy. But then when I went to South Africa and I saw what my dad does and how I was in a position where I'm privileged enough to go to a different uh, country for university that I wanted to be able to provide the same for my children. So I thought that if I get into the family business, take care of that, take what I learned in this Western community mm -hmm. and take it back home, that it could be something big, something ma massive. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to take my own path at the beginning, but now I feel that I could be a great asset to the family business. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm not going to start my own thing because I love, you know, entrepreneurship and trying something new. Uh, but I feel like the skills I learned here are definitely going to be taken back home and used for sure. Yeah, I mean, you do learn a lot of new things when you go out of your home country because, like, I think things work different in some places than mm -hmm. in. Than I mean, bro, you're an Indian who went to China and now knows Chinese. You would never have known that if you stayed in India, yeah, right? That is true. I mean, and I mean, at the beginning, you might have thought, man, I don't want to, like, I don't have friends here. It's going to be tough for me to adjust. But what, five, seven years down the line, you've made friends, plus you know Chinese, plus you have connections in China. So anyone who thinks that a comfort, uh, your obstacles are gonna, you know, slow you down, it's the opposite, dude. It's only gonna get you. Exactly. It's only gonna get you higher, get you better, right? Yeah. That, that is so true. Because if I didn't go out of India, then I would have just been in that same environment and hadn't really grown myself. Mm -hmm. And like, I think knowing Chinese is actually a good advantage right now. Right. So I mean, knowing any other languages is yeah, sure. having languages yeah. is a skill, man, and. You know, I was taught, like, learn languages, learn languages. Um, I was, like, amazing at French at one point, but then I really left it mm. because I really wasn't... I never knew what the importance was, but now that I look... Now that I'm in uni and I've met actual French, mm. I wish I had stayed with it so I can talk to them in a fluent way. You know, your parents really don't do no better, bro. And kids are so stubborn, eh? I don't want to do it, and then you realize only too late. But we're, we're going too far from the subject. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, languages is one thing. It always helps you in business and all that. But mm -hmm. other, other than that, what was like, what one time which you were like, no, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to do something on my own. And have you done that before? Like, have you started mm -hmm. something? So back in South Africa, um, I decided to do a double major in marketing and management. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know what, it's the same amount of years. Might as well just come with like a double degree rather than just one 
And then three months in, some of my mates hit me up and be like, bro, we've noticed your work ethic. We've noticed you, you know, you put in your, your, your hours. We want you to come. We're going to have a project. We want to start something. And it was so amazing, man. Like a Botswanian man, a Mozambican, a South African and an Egyptian mm -hmm. starting a business together. Have you ever heard that before? Just the thrill of like getting to know people made me interested. I don't care what it was about, mm -hmm. but it made me interested. I said I'm in straight up because mm -hmm. I knew I was up for the journey. Um, unfortunately, the business didn't go as planned, but the skills, the softwares, the knowledge that I learned mm -hmm. from that has been amazing. Just dealing with people, dealing with how to do with conflicts, time management. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of inspired what I do today. So I have my own branding agency right now. And it all came from that seed that grew in South Africa. So it all began there once you actually started doing a business with your friends and you're like, okay, so I can do this as well. Mm -hmm. Like I can do it, do this myself as well. I found the, because you hear those stories, you know, those entrepreneurs who have sleepless nights, you know, who are constantly working or constantly thinking. And in South Africa, man, I remember like every evening we'd all sit on one, one little table and we'd all be tapping away on our laptops, you know, building our stuff, building our logos, templates, business cards, everything, you know, just trying to build a brand for ourselves, chugging on like Monster and all those energy drinks. And it was just a dope vibe, dude. Mm -hmm. Working late nights with your friends, like those stories, you know, and you think that could happen to yourself. It's, it's a dream, right? And I'm just in love with that. I'm in love with the process, man. So what happened to that business? Is it because you came to Australia for your studies? So what happened was I went home to Egypt for uh, holidays. Mm -hmm. So we kind of slowed down our communication. Mm -hmm. But then the second semester, we had some fallouts within the team members. And yeah, it just, it just kind of fell apart from within. Um, I guess because we hadn't gotten any results in the first couple months, mm -hmm. uh, the motivation wasn't there as much. <clears throat> and at the end of the day we are still doing uni yeah so yeah man i think from that i learned that uh, putting your trust into someone is it's a step that needs to happen at the very end you know you need to be able to know that you can do everything first yeah that's for me at least that's what's worked for me so is that what kind of motivated you to start on your own mm -hmm. and like do like build the business you have right now yeah definitely man because i saw the great potential that we could have had in south africa mm -hmm. if it had kept going mm -hmm. and coming to Australia here with the resources you know the great Wi-Fi the great internet mm -hmm. um, the people that you meet here on on residence um, I felt like I could do it you know mm -hmm. I felt like I could do it I felt like I could learn from the mistakes I'd done in my past mm -hmm. put them into here and I'm so thankful man I'm so blessed that is so great uh, can you tell me more about your business the one you're doing right now so I do graphic design and branding um, it all came to me. I was so I was doing Uber Eats like six months ago mm -hmm. and I was riding with a friend who was also doing Uber Eats and he was telling me about how he got this job doing a PowerPoint for someone. Okay. I'm like, dude, the PowerPoint? Like everyone knows how to do a PowerPoint. Yeah. He's like, nah bro, some people don't even know how to do that. And it just showed me, bro, that there's so much opportunity in this world, you just have to go and look for it. You know, it's not gonna just come to you. So I decided during the holiday I'm gonna start a branding agency offer my services for low over um, over deliver to the customers okay and, and yeah man thankfully it's been working obviously there's been ups and downs like a business process needs a whole episode on itself but but yeah man I feel like I'm in a place where I've grown much more than 
South Africa. Yeah, I mean, obviously, once you start something, once you actually take the action, that's when you learn new things and that's when you grow further. So is there anything you would want to say to the audience about your business? Something which if they wanted to start something of their own, mm -hmm. how would they go by? Or is there any mistakes or things which they should avoid or something like that? Oh. I mean, the first thing, man, I could be talking about business all day. You know, you have to deal with these softwares. You have to deal with this. But I think the mo most important thing that I'm going to talk about is the mentality behind starting a business. A lot of people are afraid to start. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to fail. What if they don't like my work? What if I don't get customers? What if I look like a fool because I'm offering something that thousands of people can offer and much better? Do. That's the one word, bro. Nike's been saying it for years. Nike have had it sorted for years. Just do it. So you're saying that you would never know if you didn't start? Not just you will never know, but I feel like when starting, you kind of start this snowball effect. You know, you start one thing, you cross it off your list. You start another thing, you cross that off your list and you just feel the momentum going. Mm -hmm. And once you start that, man, you're, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even for myself, I I started working on a website with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I think the main reason we stopped working was because uh, we didn't, really work like he went on the same page like i wanted something else with my website and he wanted something else mm -hmm. so i kind of started off with a drop shipping store and we were building it for months i remember you telling me yeah. this, yeah and what happened was uh the summer vacation came in and he went back to his home country and i went back to mine and then we just i, I don't know what happened we just stopped the communication we like literally didn't talk anything mm -hmm. so after that i thought like why don't I just do it myself? Like, why do I need someone else to work with me? I know it's going to take more time and it's going to be more work from my side, but why don't I put that work in? Yeah. Because you can't always depend on someone else for your thing as well. I mean, like, now that you're doing your business by yourself, I think you might need people in the future, mm -hmm. but now you can handle it yourself. And honestly, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I really appreciate that, man. But I, I agree with you completely because you need to have that trust because when you want to bring someone on your team, you know, you have this sort of portrayal um, that you want to give to your customers, mm -hmm. that you have amazing customer service, you're friendly, mm -hmm. you can get the job done. So if you bring people on your team and they don't live up to that, that comes down to you. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me think, man, how do these multi-billion dollar companies scale? Because I think I'm at a good moment in my life where business is going good. I do have clients. Mm -hmm. I'm at a position where I want to take more clients, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to scale. I don't know how to bring people in. I don't know how to just trust someone. Listen, you're going to deal with the finances, you know, yeah. it's just tough. And I think that's something that I do need to learn. And when I go to the workforce myself and actually work with my dad, that's something that I might learn. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I've learned from my, my journey is that it's never too late to learn. You know, we think as adults, we're meant to know everything. Mm -hmm. We're so responsible and accountable. But the one mistake we do is we, we stop asking questions. Yeah, that is so true. Because I've, I've read a fact somewhere that an average CEO, he reads 52 books a year. So like even a person at that level, at that level of like a huge company, mm -hmm. for example, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, they read every single day. Right. They learn something every single day. Right. They don't need it. They have enough money. They have 
enough resources they have everything mm-hmm. but like just the fact that they're learning about new things is what is you know differentiating them and us because like we're like okay i i know enough and i can su- i i can be successful with like whatever i know mm-hmm. but like even successful people are always learning always bro it's such a skill that some people you know underestimate like i'm looking at some of these people within my industry bro okay let me actually tell you something that was personal so the audience can resonate i was building websites using wix mm-hmm. i thought it was the best dude i thought i was killing it mm-hmm. one of my mates comes up to me he's like bro have you tried wordpress with elementor it's it's another like uh, mm-hmm. software i'm like no bro I'm, I'm okay with what i got i have some free time and then i look up wordpress 110 times better and it's all because i was stubborn and saying yo man i'm good what i'm doing is perfect and i didn't lose anything bro just because i took that person's opinion in so just because you feel like something's going good bro you never know always be open to new suggestions always be open to new ideas because ever since like i thought i was doing well ever since it's been exponential since I've learned that new thing. So you should always be open to new ideas. Always, always listen and to others. And exactly. And the best way to do that is through podcasts, mm-hmm. through having a, a diverse set of friends like we got. You know, we got an Egyptian, Indian, Colombian, Vietnamese, Australian. Mm-hmm. When I was in Egypt, when I was in South Africa, you know, like we've all traveled. We all mm-hmm. are open to these ideas. If you can travel, read a book, you know, read it by someone who's in a position where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So, okay. After talking all of this, mm-hmm. it makes me think that is it because of the mindset? Like, what role does a mindset play in having your own business? Because not everyone can handle the pressure and like all these clients and uh, doing that exceptional work, you know. Right. So, does mindset play a big role in this? Definitely, man. I think one of the main uh, sections or genres of books that I've read is about self-development and mindset, mm-hmm. rather than just how to do business you need to know bro that you won't get 100 clients on your first day <laughs> you won't get 100 clients on your second third fifth month mm-hmm. it might take you three years to get a client it gets easier every day the hard part is doing it every day yeah and you need to have that growth mindset I would say to you know have that patience have that mm-hmm work ethic that like it's fine like i don't have clients now but i will have them in the future right so all i need to do is keep working Mm -hmm. i think not only is that one of the main things bro about working more and harder don't see your competitors as competitors Mm -hmm. see them as allies follow them on instagram see what's working for them see what's not working collaborate connect Mm -hmm. it's not about just the numbers on instagram bro. it's not about how many followers you get I would literally, I know this is as cliche as it sounds, but I would literally rather have, I have 600 followers right now mm-hmm. who engage with me and actually give a crap mm-hmm. rather than thousands who comment nice posts, bro. I mean, I, I actually agree with you because I've, I've done some research myself and what I saw was, um, you know, all these in- influencers on Instagram and people pay them to put up some ads about themselves and all that. So nowadays people kind of see how much engagement a post is getting rather than how many followers the person has right because if a person has like a million followers 
and the engagement level is only like a thousand people liking their post but like if a person has like hundred thousand followers and people are engaging a lot like mm-hmm. like let's say ten thousand people are engaging in their post i would rather pay that hundred thousand followers person because people are actually liking the post actually seeing the post so that exactly. would that might provide more value to me right rather than a person with like a million followers mm-hmm. But I mean, that's all good in the business sense, bro. But I'm talking about in terms of mentality. Mm-hmm. A small account doesn't have to make a hundred thousand followers just to get a client. Yeah. My first client was at like a hundred followers. Mm-hmm. And you need to have that resilience to keep pushing. It's not going to be easy. I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? That's true. And you've been doing this for a while now. It's been like a few months or like mm-hmm. half a year, I would say. So the idea conceptualized in January, kind of dropped it when I got a job at a warehouse with a couple mates. Mm-hmm. And then when I got some free time during this coronavirus thing, I decided to get back on it, take it, take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, start doing invoices and sorting my, my stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then I had such enough belief in myself, the stuff that I had learned, mm-hmm. that I quit my warehouse job. And I decided to do this thing full-time, obviously, with university. And I'm not definitely not making as much money as I did in the warehouse. But am I happier? 100%. That's true. That is the main motive behind doing anything. Like, if it doesn't make you happy, then there's no point doing it. So that's true. I mean, it makes you happy and all that. But I would say if you have you've had a lot of experience now. Mm-hmm. And was there a time where something bad happened in your business and you were like no i'm gonna quit like this is not not for me or have you just pushed yourself through everything which you went through your whole half year experience i mean dude people break dude you know we're fragile people will break sometimes you'll have nights where you think man all the work i'm doing is incorrect Mm -hmm. but as one of my closest mates tells me You'll always be enough for someone and it's the important people that you're enough for that matter like with the followers there's only going to be a select few that's important and you have to be one of those people i always look back dude four months ago i didn't have 600 followers or have clients like i did sure i might not be at the top but i'm definitely better than where i was six months ago it's definitely all about improvement i have my highs and lows that's for sure like without the lows you'd never really appreciate the highs yeah that's true because even if i do something on my own i kind of get demotivated a lot of times and i feel like maybe this is not for me something else is better you know i keep changing my mind Mm -hmm. of starting something and then i don't stick to it Mm -hmm. so like just because i have those lows i kind of quit on myself and i shouldn't do that i should keep myself motivated at least Mm -hmm. because like i should trust myself rather than like not trusting the other, the other people. Cause I think there's a saying, bro. It's like, never make a decision when you're sad mm-hmm. and never make a promise when you're happy. Mm-hmm. That kind of like grounds you in the what you can and can do. Never make a decision to quit when you're sad, man. You always gotta be persistent. Yeah. And whenever you wanna quit, just remember why you started. Yeah, thank you so much for that because mm-hmm. I've been working on something on my own as well and words like these are the ones you know which yeah, for sure man. i mean anyone 
the world, dude, everyone thinks it's a competition. I gotta be the richest, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Life isn't meant to be about happiness, bro, and about I need to make the most money and live a happy life. Life is meant to be meaningful. You're meant to learn things. Yeah. As Chadwick Boseman said, you know, rest in peace. He said, the hardships you gain on your life aren't meant to slow you down. They're meant to shape you for your purpose. You just gotta find what that is, man. I mean, we got real deep there. I'm pretty sure that was the <laughs> deepest podcast we've had. I guess so. <laughs> but I hope you guys learned something. I hope you learned something as well, brother. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, talking, having talks like this, it really pushes each other, not in just the business world, but like in, in life as well. And I, I know that you're someone that I can I can talk to whenever I need to. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you for being there. And uh, that was some sweet remarks from uh, Havana. And I hope you guys are doing okay. I know the coronavirus hasn't been easy on anyone, but this is the best time to start your side hustle, turn that side hustle into main hustle, and just work on your dreams, guys. And just be happy with that. Definitely. If it makes you happy now, it's gonna make you happy forever, probably. And that's facts. London and Havana. (laughs) 